Recruiting Basics, Foundations for Athletic Scholarship Success, Part 2. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, Episode Number 198. Welcome to the world's longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. I'm John Fugler. As an athletic scholarship coach and a recruiting author, I want to help you as a family succeed in the recruiting world and get a scholarship for your student-athlete. I'm a dad of two scholarship athletes myself and also the CEO of Recruit Me. And our sponsor is the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Recruiting Planner and Journal, your all-in-one resource for a successful recruiting experience. It's available on Amazon. And action produces traction. Want to say that right out of the gate here. This weekly 15-minute podcast will help you do just that. It'll change your scholarship future. You can find every episode on your favorite podcast app or on my website at recruitme.com. Can you believe it? We're almost up to episode 200. Amazing. We're almost there. And uh, as we roll through 200, we're going to be in this eight-part series. Got part one last week about recruiting basics. You can take these eight parts and go back and listen to them over and over again. It'll keep you on course. Last week, uh, we had recruiting basic number one. It was take the initiative. I gave you some homework. Hopefully you did it. This week, we're going to take recruiting basic number two, and we're going to dig deeper into that taking the initiative with something specific. And recruiting basic number two is identify your top schools. Last week, I asked you to uh, start that process and and get an idea of what schools are at the top of your list uh, and why and have that discussion. And this week, we're going to go a little bit deeper because I want you to go beyond that. I want you to do something tangible, even more tangible than last week. So recruiting basic number two is to identify your top schools. And that's the place to start the athletic scholarship race. Uh, And it is the list that you as a parent and you as an athlete need to agree on. It's a prospective list of colleges and universities. This is critical. In order to take control of the recruiting process, you need to begin a campaign to selected schools. You need to have focus. You need to go to those places where the athlete wants to compete. You may not know right now what the what that is, that may be three years from now, but you got to have a starting point, and it all begins by building a list of schools that could be in your sweet spot. This is so critical. This is a recruiting basic. It's not just a shotgun approach. You're doing this with purpose. Remember, as I mentioned last week, you're not waiting for things to happen, random things to happen. You're taking charge of your scholarship pursuit by getting some schools in your sights. You're the one who is recruiting schools. Okay, yeah, coaches are recruiting you, but you're recruiting programs as well. So you need to make sure that you do that well and get that in your mind that you're taking the initiative. Now, parents, this can be a fun process as you sit down with your son or daughter and let him or her dream a little, let them do that. Uh, I'd bet that you already have your top three or four schools you'd like your kid to consider. In fact, when you talked it over in your homework last week, um, you, you brought those up. And your son or daughter brought theirs up. But remember that where they go is really their choice. While you should present the benefits of the schools you have in mind, your top schools are merely schools on the list. They're just one of many. 
as far as your son or daughter is concerned. Just because it's your favorite, just because it's your alma mater doesn't mean they want to go there. So, um, you know, let, let's let's broaden our scope here. They may end up going there after they get a little more information, if they f- see who's recruiting them and this school at you have in mind, one of them may be the one that they end up at. But uh, what I want you to do is, and maybe you did this last time, maybe you got out of the house if you can, depending on where you are. I think in most places you can at least get out of the house and have a discussion as uh, a parent, an athlete. And, but, but I want to give us some specifics here. As, as you get out of the house, maybe go to coffee shop or somewhere, have a good discussion. And I've got some questions that I want you to, to talk about. I want you to answer together. You want to get your thoughts out in the open. In fact, uh, maybe bring a pen and paper, write these things down because you got to have an understanding. Athlete, you need to understand your parents. Parent, you need to understand your athlete. So some typical questions that I work with with families are these. Hey, do you want to stay in state? <laughs> That's a good to to know right out of the out of the out of the gate here. Uh, do you want to go to a large or small school? Uh, what part of the country? How tough academically do I want the school to be? What am I interested in studying? Parents, you need to ask these questions to your son or daughter so you understand what's on their mind and what the priorities are. What are they interested in studying? What conference do you want to compete in? Do you have any favorite schools? You probably got that answer last week. Uh, what level? NCAA Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA, uh, their advantages and disadvantages of each. How about the reputation and quality of the team and the cost? <laughs> Does that matter? Oh, boy, I've got uh, one friend where his kid has chosen not in-state school, but out-of-state, most expensive school, well, one of the most expensive in the entire country, private institution. And they're hoping for some scholarships. Um, Their kid isn't an athlete, so they're looking for other ways to pay for it. But does cost matter? Parents who say, yes, it does. And you need to have that understanding. Uh, Parents and athlete, athlete, you need to understand uh, this idea of cost and have a cost range in there that you determine that you talk about and get that out in the open right away. So you're not going down a trail that's just not going to work for you. Uh, of course, you're going for the scholarship. So at least you know maybe what the net is, where you need to end up at dollars wise, because you probably won't unless you're in one of the uh, full ride sports that you are not going to get a full scholarship. So uh, talk about cost right at the outset. Those are just some of the questions you want to discuss together. Parents, you, you may have jotted down a few more that you're thinking about, athlete as well, but that'll get you a good picture, parent, of what your son or daughter is thinking. You might even find out they haven't given it much thought at all. That's not unusual. Don't worry about that. My sons never thought for a moment they'd be at the school where they ended up. Believe me. Uh, They both ended up at the same place, by the way. But by asking these questions, you'll narrow down the field of possibilities. And that's what's important here. You're not just coming up with a random list, but there are uh, some parameters as you build that list. Uh, For instance, parents, there's no sense exploring out-of-state school if your child wants to stay close to home. That's an easy one. 
these prefer the preferences will probably change over time and your list will change as you get deeper into this experience. And remember, this is a starting point. This is not a once and for all thing. You got to come back and review that list and maybe add more schools as you move along. So get that, get that list at least out in the open uh, before even researching any schools. But make that list. And some of the things you can do to help narrow that down is uh, maybe maybe you come up with a list of, of 20, but you're looking for, for 40 and you want to look at some more or your list of 50 that you're trying to narrow down a little bit and qualify. But here are some ways that what you can do to gain more information about the schools and in the at the outset, begin to narrow it down even at the beginning, even before you start contacting coaches. Uh, take a look at the schools and programs on your list. Take the virtual tour. Um, discuss these schools together. Uh, you can, uh, online tours are very, very helpful. You don't get that 3D effect, but at least you get some sort of feel for the school. So that's a great place to start. Um, you should also take road trips. That could be one of the most rewarding things you do together. It's not a recruiting trip, but just a chance to see what a college campus looks like, what it feels like, first impressions, lasting impressions. Uh, once you have your list built, which I'm suggesting um, really, if you could, 40 to 50 on your list, but don't let that scare you right now. We'll talk more about that. Once you have your list built, try to visit three or four campuses just for the experience. This is another way to move the discussion from theory to practical, from just having a list to actually seeing the schools that are on the list. I know it's not practical to fly across the country unless you're seeing a bunch of schools and group these schools together. There might be one or two that are within a couple hours drive and you can hit those separately. It's the experience. Take the official tour when you're there. Uh, watch teams compete or practice. Uh, just roam around. Kind of be a fly on the wall. If you can, if, it's, if, if you're allowed to by NCAA rules, depending on what year you're in, uh, call ahead so you can meet with the coaches and spend time with them. You may or may not be able to do that depending on what year you're in. Other things you can do on a college visit, you can hang out in the student union or quad areas. You can talk to students, talk with faculty members in your areas of interest. Go ahead and eat in the dining hall. <laughs> Have an official interview with the admissions office for the sake of that experience at least. Uh, walk through the dorms, visit some classrooms, visit the bookstore, do those types of things. Uh, see the athletic facilities, of course, as much as you can. Go ahead and do that. It's worthwhile. You really get a picture in your mind. You can start comparing one school uh, to another. You'll get the feel for these schools. It'll make your trip worthwhile. I'd even recommend keeping a journal of your visit so you can refer back to those notes months or maybe a year or two later, your things are going to run together. And that's why I put together the planner and journal, which has a page for each of the schools that you visit, campus visit notes, and not just a blank page, but gives you some things that you can uh, look through and questions you can answer, things to look for in those campus visits. So that's part of the planner. You can check that out. I believe the entire recruiting process 
by the way, should be a family affair as much as possible. Spending a few hours together on the internet and on the road is a great way to make it a family process. It assures that you're all getting the same information so you can discuss it. It leads to better uh, discussion and wise decisions is what it does. You're informed. I remember the campus visits that I took, very few. But the ones that I took and I got to see the school, it really had an impression on me. And then with our kids, we took more campus visits. Each campus is so different. But you can't make a decision unless you have something to compare. Now, let me just close with this. I mentioned earlier that if you could do 40 to 50 on your list, that would be awesome. Come away from your time out in the coffee shop, even before you start this surfing expedition and looking at schools online and maybe doing some visits. But 40 to 50 would be great. 20 to 25 at least. So get at least 20 to 25 on your list before you take that next step of surfing and exploring or visiting and eventually get it up to 40 or 50. Schools are going to come on your list and go off your list. This is, I mentioned earlier, it's not a static one-time thing, but it's dynamic. Uh, Parents, uh, just a a note here, and I I say this for the athlete too that's listening right now, uh, your insight is important here. Your son or daughter's world of reference is probably small. Athlete, you might think it's big, but no, you haven't had life experience like your parents have had, and your reference is smaller. So you as an athlete might only put a few schools on your list. You say, well, these are five schools I'm interested in. That's why surfing and exploring is good. You, You may have more interest than you thought you did. However, as a parent, you likely have a bigger picture, so you'll have more ideas of where you want your son or daughter to look. Student athletes, just be open to your parents' suggestions. Uh, Plan to contact the schools they add to your list. Don't roll your eyes. (laughs) They're they're out there for your best interest. (laughs) And parents, make sure you keep that in mind. Um, You never know what'll happen. So I'm all for having a wide net. You cannot see into the future. By contacting more schools, you have more options down the road. And that's what you mean. You mean thinking long term. When you're making that final decision, you want to start with a lot of schools in the pool. There's no such thing as a list too long. So that's the thought. Make your list. That's your homework this week. Uh, sit down, go out, make that list, and, um, and see where it goes. All right. Uh, One last thing, too, is you want to find out if that school offers your sport, and they don't all offer all sports, and at what division level they are. So um, while you're doing the research, get the name of the coach, contact information. As long as you're doing the research and you're online, get as much information as you can. And uh, I I don't want to make it more complicated than that. Next week, we'll talk about Uh, The recruiting basic number three, and we'll build on this. You got two, number one, number two, and this week your homework is get together, make a list of at least 20 to 25, and then think about how you can set aside time, carve out time to do some surfing and check out some of these schools and think about which schools you might want to visit. I might say too that the schools that you visit at the outset, they may not even be on your list. 
but you just want to make a campus visit. I think that experience, whether you're interested or not, is valuable. Gives you a good starting point. It helps you uh, go through that process without anything at stake. So that's it for this week. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week on episode number 199.